All those hustling moments, did I meet people and network? Yeah, but the ones that I actually got jobs from were not the ones that met me while I was doing those mm -hmm. things. So hustling for me was great while I was young, well, but it didn't actually produce the career that we have that I have right now. Hi everyone, I'm Sid Sharice. And I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. Where we teach you to salon differently. Sid, do you want to introduce our listeners to one of our favorite podcast sponsors? Absolutely. This episode is sponsored by Card Shears, a reputable brand born in Switzerland, created by Mike Card. Why do we love Card Shears so much? Card Shears are made with the highest end and most durable Japanese steel that work for dry and wet cutting. We decided to team up with Card because of their unique approach to handcrafted shears, customer service, and a simple love for the hairdresser. Tap the link in the episode description to receive a special DTH promotion for your new shears. You are going to love them. I just got a new customized booking website. That's genius. Yeah, Gloss Genius. Gloss Genius has one of the lowest processing fees in the industry at 2.6% with no hidden fees and free same-day deposits. DTH listeners get their first month free on us as well as your very own stunning credit card reader, an $80 value. To sign up, visit dth.glossgenius.com. We are going to hustle through <laughs> this episode. Well, the topic of Ironically. this is canceling hustle culture. And I would like to say that I did not get where I am by hustling. I actually had to stop hustling to get to this level that yeah, I'm at now. I think I did both. I think I would like Oh yeah, I'm hustle. a recovering hustle addict. <laughs> I was taught by my mom if I want to be successful, you have to be a single woman. You don't need no man. I'm gay, so that's you okay. You are a rich man. Yeah. Like Cher said. Yeah. I am a rich man. And you can do everything on yourself. You work hard and you can achieve it. And so I did exactly that. I busted my ass. I missed out. I, well, I think there's a difference between working everything. hard, sacrificing, and hustling. Mm -hmm. To me, hustling is I'm going to work hard and play hard. I'm going to get everything all at once. Everything I want. I think hard work is like exhausting. Well, and also sacrificial. Like I have to give up this so that I can produce this. There's restriction. Yeah. And hustling is like I'm going to work all day and then I'm going to go do all the fun party things all night. And then. It's not to me. Hustling isn't raising my kids and working as a single parent. That's hard work. That's, that's not hustling. But trying to get it all, have it all, be it all as quickly as possible. I think that's the hustle. When I realized that hustle was dangerous, the hustle was dangerous. Is when I realized that I was not setting boundaries with myself. Right. I would work on vacation. I would do family hair on vacation. I would <sighs> do DTH stuff on vacation when we first started. I would, That's hustle. I'm trying to do the fun thing, but well, I also work for myself. Keep working. I can go travel here and travel there and still work. I can still connect and still do things. What I really realized was I was making excuses and not setting boundaries with myself because I was too afraid to stop being busy. Well, I also think scheduling has changed, like how we run our businesses. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I, you're some. So, Sid and I are very. This is a good example. Sid is someone who wants to work very hard for a week. Mm -hmm. 
and then you take the next week mm-hmm. off, essentially. Mm-hmm. I am someone who want, I want to work hard in a day, and then I need the next day off. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I'll work hard again, and then I need the next. Like, I'm someone who needs recovery periods yeah. throughout the week. You're someone who needs longer recovery periods later. And I think learning that about yourself, take that's what removes hustle. Hustle would be, I'm just going to keep working. I'm so exhausted. Okay, now I'm going to go on vacation with my friends, but I'm also going to keep, like, really understanding your schedule and what you need. I'm someone, I can't work every day back to back. I actually don't even know how people no. do it, to be completely honest. I don't, always, I don't even know how you do it. We take off weekends all the time. So even yeah. if when I do like a call week, when I would do a call week, because I changed my schedule, I would do it. And at the time I did it because I had less students. So I was trying to just pack in the calls so that I right. could be off of calls and run the company. Eventually I had to shift that into doing a day of calls off to be available. I had to be available more to run our business, right? Right. So, I, But I think too, like in salons, I don't know how everyone is working nine to nine. No. Five, six And also I will say the minute not that I could, I chose to not work Saturdays. I've never worked Saturday again in my life. Right. I refuse. I have a student, if she's listening, she'll know who she is, who... She's like, one of the biggest risks that she took in the last 17 years of her career is that she took every other Saturday off. Yeah. That was a big one. I've, I've done that with students, too. It's just, in like my mind. One Saturday a month, and my consciousness was. Why are you working any why Saturday? Why are you even going to, well, I have a few clients that want Saturdays. But if you don't work Saturdays, they then they don't, don't they I mean, have to <laughs> shift. Like. What if you don't call you your had, doctor and like, can you do surgery on Mondays? Because I need Mondays. They're like, we don't do surgery on Mondays. Yeah. What like that's the thing. It's like you also don't know your life. Like, what happens if Saturday's the only day you can be with your partner and you're working? And for a lot of people, it is. I do have a student that her partner works on Saturdays and Sundays. So she actually shifted to working on the weekend. Yeah. So she could be off during the week. That's what I mean. Saturdays is not a coveted day for a lot of people anymore. It's really whatever the schedule, whatever your life schedule is. And Every day now is equal. I don't feel like Saturdays, Sundays, and Fridays are like golden days anymore. They in the industry it used to be Sundays and Mondays were like industry standards. We took Sunday, Monday off because nobody came to the salon. Well, now there's no busy day or slow day. It's just we had a busy Tuesday or we had a slow Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But it's not like there are specific days that people aren't coming in. It's really up for us to. We're the ones that have to decide the schedule, so the clients can figure out where to go. Yeah. It's not we need to be available for them. We need to tell them when we're available, and then they can figure it out. Yeah. Don't build around your clients. Don't build a business around your clients. Build a business around what you want to offer and when you're available. I only work Tuesday nights behind the chair. Yeah. Tuesday nights, I can only take in the time that I'm working behind the chair, maybe two clients, and I still make more money. Charging hourly, working one night a week. I make more money behind the chair than I ever, ever have in my career. Working full-time. Working full-time, 40 hours. Yeah. And more. Because really, I was, during the hustle culture days, I was working like 60, 70 hours a week. I think it's important to know that when America went into the industrial revolution, things became clock in, clock out. Mm -hmm. And then when technology, when we went to technology revolution, we didn't have to clock in or clock out. We've never clocked out. We've clocked in as soon as we got our phones and our computers, and we've we haven't clocked out. And we're exhausted, and we're burnt out, and we're depressed, it's and so we're anxious. Too, when I see people that still do clock in, clock out, I'm like, for what? 
Well, I know in California they do it. Yeah. Because they have to for the laws. But yeah. the ones that don't have to do it based on a state law, I don't understand the point. And they're like, well, I have to pay them minimum wage. And I'm like, but they they should be getting paid for the time. Why are they coming in? Yeah. If they don't have a client. If you yeah. live, if you work in a state that you have to pay minimum wage, I don't think people need, like, why are the stylists coming in unless they have clients? Mm-hmm. That's, there's a whole way of doing this. Yeah, like, time. well, how are they going to take walk-ins? I don't want to go sit in a room for minimum wage and only get paid that. Yeah, for then my boss to resent me. I for mean, them. I know we did raise the minimum wage, but still, like, when when we're talking about it, it's like, I'd rather be doing what I you spent also money have- on to go to school for. You have to hire people that don't want to live on minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Like, there are minimum wage jobs that that's what people want to do or that's what they qualify for or that's what their education is for. But if someone is in hair school and they just want to go make minimum wage, that's their choice, but it might not be your salon that is going to be providing that job for them. I've had a few salons where they told me that their staff members actually didn't want to come back to work. After pandemic, because they made more on unemployment, they made more on unemployment. And then I said, "What? What That's is alarming?" Two things are alarming. One, I want staff members that want to come back and be doing hair. Yeah. Two, I want staff members to make money coming back and doing hair. So the fact that they're making more sitting at home, which is great, no shame in the game. But at the same time, it doesn't feel very good. I- it doesn't feel good. Yeah, and it's not good to earn something. To get something that you haven't earned. I will say, I think the pandemic and going on unemployment for people was really good for a group of people that never understood unemployment Mm -hmm. to see what it's like to apply, to see what it's like to get it, to see what it's like to be denied, to see what it's like to have to go through the process where, you know, a lot of people are like very anti-unemployment or people that take it. It's like, oh, now you see what social programs Mm -hmm. are for. And it's funny because those programs help you remove hustling. We know it's hard right now. Yeah. There's no way to hustle. We're going to support you. And I think, yeah. It's, They're made to come in at a time when there's no other options. But correct. to abuse it is like, really harmful. I don't harmful. want to go back to work because I make more. Yeah. It's is harmful really for the collective of the economy, right? So, and, it, and the funny thing is the people that did that, they're usually the ones that are mad at other groups of people that they think do that. Yeah. I, I asked the slaughter too. I'm like, why aren't they making more money? Are you not? Yeah, let's talk about the real problem. Mm-hmm. Like, what can you do to help them get more money? Because if it's just lack of effort to build their books, all right, that's their responsibility. It's not always the salon. Is it the pricing? But is it the pricing? Are you not allowing them to grow? Because my thing would be like, there's money in this industry right now. People are coming. I know, I'm pretty sure every one of our students raised their prices during pandemic, not multiple times. Yeah. Multiple times. People even opened second locations. They hit million-dollar markers during pandemic. And I think the biggest thing we have to remember is, like, if I was that salon owner, I would say, I want you to make money, so we're raising your prices. We're raising your prices so you make more than you're making sitting at home. Right. Because then it's worth it to leave. But that that's a big issue of, like, one, do I want someone on my team like that that would want to abuse a system that is meant to help? And two— how can I get them to make more money? Because that's also an issue. I, you know, I, I look back at my career when I was hustling in New York City to like get jobs and to work on set and to get on mag- in magazines. I look back at the things that I like where I hustled. Those are not where I actually got my opportunities. Mm-mm. I got to work with celebrities um, during the moments I wasn't hustling. Mm-hmm. 
I would do fashion week and fashion week and fashion week every year. Nothing came of it other than the fact that I got to say I I work during fashion week. I have some cool photos. No one cares. Yeah. And I all those hustling moments, did I meet people and network? Yeah, but the ones that I actually got jobs from were not the ones that met me while I was doing those Mm -hmm. things. So hustling for me was was great while I was young, but it didn't actually produce the career that we have that I have right now. Yeah. I had a realization because I think we both did it. Like we hit the ground running when we came to New York trying to hustle to stay alive. Like when David and I quit our corporate jobs to build destroy the hairdresser, we were literally like feeding each other and helping each other. Like who whoever was our money was pulled together to whoever survive. had money that week would, would feed, feed us. The other one, you know? <laughs> or like, okay, well we're gonna go out for drinks. I don't have money. I'm gonna do it. Or I was like, I'm gonna cook every meal. It was great. And so my biggest thing is I realized I would take off a day doing hair or take off a day working with students that at the time weren't paying what they're paying us now, but they were paying us. And it was consistent income to work from home. And I would take off a day of all of that and I would work a 12-hour day on set and make a- with no breaks because I'm yeah. not in union and make like 200 bucks. And I realized that during that day, I might have maybe given up like a thousand because I thought the opportunity of hustling in a twelve-hour day, even though I was making less, would get me more opportunities eventually. And yes, you pay your dues, and if you're making a living in that specific area of the industry, once you hit a certain level, then you can start to make money. But even then, you're still hustling. And I, I started to realize the value of my time, and I'm like, what am I willing to spend my time on, and how can I maximize? Like, if I'm working for eight hours. How am I getting paid my worth for that entire eight hours? That was a big shocker for me was when I was trying to do cool things in the industry for very little money, if at all. Mm-hmm. I think I, you know, I loved doing Fashion Week when I was younger because I was like, this is where I'm gonna meet the people that are gonna get me to my neck. Never happened. I've gotten paid one time. It was by Garen, who I really appreciate. He paid all of his um I only got paid once for Fashion Week too, and it's yeah. still very minimal. And Garen's a big, you know, he's a big name in the industry. And it was really nice. And I shout him out because it's like, that's what should have been happening. But I did so many shows for free. And it was fun. But I look back, nothing that I did then matters right now. Mm -hmm. There are things that I worked hard. Like, we worked really hard to start the hairdresser. Great experiences. Yeah, really cool experiences. But if you think that hustling and doing all those things is going to get you to a certain place in your career, it, I, it's not true. I also love when people are like, oh, well, it's networking opportunities. I can network on social media from my couch. Yeah. I don't need, I can e-message a celebrity. I can message someone. And Way I think, easier. I remember than- the, one of the biggest moments, and it was the most terrifying moment I had, was when I got a job offer to work with um, someone quite famous. And they were going to pay me such a small amount. And it it wasn't worth even though I really wanted to work with that artist so I could say I did that, mm-hmm. it wasn't worth moving my whole life around for the week and making such minimal. And I tried to get them to raise the rate. They wouldn't. And and I said no. And they were like, but this is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was like, I don't care. This isn't worth it for me. And they were like, all right, we'll find someone else. And they did. They found some other sucker. It wasn't like, <laughs> it wasn't worth it. Like, I make more money not working with this person. Exactly. So it's like, what is being able to say, oh, I worked with blah, 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 going to get me down the road if I'm not getting paid for working with them? 
it, it doesn't make sense to me. And I think we do the same thing. And I think the biggest downfall of hustle culture is thinking that in order to be successful, you have to work all the time. And the worst thing you can do is by not setting boundaries to stop working. Like after a certain time, I'm not talking to my students anymore. I'm not working. I'm not doing something. I'm like today we work down. We're doing all this recording. We're doing all this video. We're doing interviews and I'm off for the day. And then we're off after that. And it's necessary. Mm-hmm. It's not a benefit. It's not a bonus. It's necessary. I had one of my students who is you will burn out and crush. Right. And by the way, speaking of burnout, I don't think people realize how dangerous burnout. Like, we're not talking like, oh, I'm stressed out. We're talking mental, like, like mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. I remember I burned out during the pandemic, stopped eating, stopped sleeping. I was kind of like manic. And it didn't feel like burnout. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel tired. I actually felt the opposite. But it was a burnout moment. Mm-hmm. And I actually had to be told by a professional, you're, bo- you're literally burning out. Mm-hmm. And... I always thought burnout was like, you're just tired and life is hard, hard and yeah. work is stressful. No, burnout is something that you, if it's really happening, you really you really don't know it's happening. Until your life is ruined and you're destructive and it blows Until your up partner is like, um, I think you're slowly dying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you're like, it's like oh, you've lost 25 pounds in hate. 30 days and you haven't slept in four. Like mm-hmm. there are moments of burnout that are really intense and it comes from, I have to keep going and I have to... You know, when I think of hustling, even with the story of the hairdresser, we watch a lot of other coaches, a lot of other coaching companies, and, you know, everyone's a coach now. And so the hustle part of me gets like, we got to make the best thing. We got to mm-hmm. make the next thing. We got to do this better. Than, and like, and then, okay, now I want to go out with my friends and I want to see, we're going to go to a dinner party. And like, there's no, it's almost like it all just kind of like yeah, gets put in a blender. And Well, I think people aren't, they don't loads. stream, like, you need to stream on your time. Like, even People are like, oh, you have the podcast and you do this. And it's like, no, I have blocks of time. Yeah, we have the podcast. Yep. And, and we where I we spend a whole day recording and then we take a break. And then we have a whole day of doing photo shoots and content. And then I have a whole day where we plan content. Like Instagram is planned out so far ahead. Yeah. It's like, it's just effortless. So from an outsider's perspective, you're like, oh, my God. They're all over the place, but in reality, it's very streamlined. It's very organized, and there is a lot of downtime Yeah, and boundary setting. Like, I'm not responding. One of the perks of our program is you get 24-7 access to your coach. So what that means, and I make this boundary very clear when working with students, is that they have access to text me 24-7. Send that text at 2 a.m. Send that text at 5 a.m. Send your conscious thought, your stream, email me, text me. But I am going to respond between these hours. Yep. And that's it. And there's ways that should be happening in salons too with clients. Like, Yeah, you don't have to respond to your staff just because yeah. they text you at midnight panicking. I have a student. This will be my last story of students, <laughs> I think, until I have more of them. Um, but I have a student who is used to hustling. And she has been going nonstop, nonstop, nonstop for years. And we become addicted to working that hard. And we were talking about risk-taking in business. And she's like, but I take a lot of risks. I think my whole life in business is risky. I'm like, well, then I go, okay, can I give you a, can I suggest a risk that you take? She's like, yeah, I would love that. It would be really helpful. I go, you need to, you need to take tomorrow off. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but I have a full book. I'm like, I know, but that's the risk. Yeah. Is that you need to cancel the day and you need to take it off. 
She can't. She couldn't do it. Yeah. It's like even so, asking people and, to work less time. They're like, well, what am I going to do with all the clients? I'm like, you raise your prices. Well, that's the funny <laughs> thing is, she goes, "What? Is, well, that's not a risk. That just seems irresponsible." I'm like, "That's the risk is that you need to unlearn that you can't control your schedule. You need to experience calling, moving people, seeing that they'll move, seeing that it will work out, and seeing that I can do this because the risk is realizing you're not as necessary as you thought. Absolutely. And she didn't do it. <laughs> Bottom line, <laughs> because it's because it's it's this person would probably jump out of a plane before she canceled her day. Insane. Yeah, I I just think we need to we need to shift to being more conscious with how we spend our time, how we have time off, how we're living our life, how we're doing. Like that's the thing. It's like we spend yeah, so much time working. It's robotic that we don't take care of our bodies and our health. Then we get sick. We can't work. So we are forced to take time off that is not fun because we're healing. And then we lose clients anyway. So it's well, like. In an earlier episode, I mentioned a friend of mine that works in robotics. And I like that you said we, we become robotic. Mm-hmm. That's not what humans are supposed to do. That's what robots are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Humans are supposed to be awake, conscious, engaged. Robots can be asleep and automated. And the minute that we start becoming, we fall asleep and become automated. I mean, we've all done it driving home after a late oh, yeah. day. It, you're you don't even remember the drive. You're you're off, just like you're just on autopilot, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're home. It's because why are why are there going to be self driving cars? Because that is an autopilot job. It was autopilot. I thought I swear it was aliens. I thought I was abducted. Oh, you're like back. I thought I just blacked out. And, <laughs> you know, but it's true. If if there's ever a point in an area in your life where it needs to be automated or you feel robotic, it's because of it should be robotic and automated, and that's not you. So a robot can't take a day off. It doesn't make those decisions, but a person can take a day off and make those decisions. So very important to remove the idea of hustle culture and very important Cancel it. to not remove the idea of hard work. No. But we don't need to hustle. We can work hard work and enjoy our lives. blocks of time and be very successful if you're actually maximizing your time and not you wasting it. You read a lot of books that help with this. I read so many books. There's a book called Manage Your Day Today. Mm-hmm. It's I, on my link in my bio and Instagram. Under I love my it. Amazon it's one of my books favorite books links. too. It's like every page is a different chapter. Yeah. So it's fun to read. And basically it's time blocking. And it's yeah. been great. I time block my whole day. Like even down to when I'm going to work out, down to when I'm going to take a break for lunch, when I'm going to go for a walk. I try to go for a walk every day. Just to like, I listen to books just because it's my only time. But I, I even make my students. I'm like, take a block midday to eat, and then like walk around the park or something. Like walk around something. Speaking of time blocks, mm-hmm. we're out of time. We're out of time. Stop hustling. You're not a hustler. You're just a hard worker mm-hmm. who needs to be more human. You need to take breaks and set boundaries. Right. Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. I don't think people realize that non-business related things can ruin their business. The reality is like what's actually missing, like what's causing it. Emotional intelligence or lack thereof, judgment, jealousy, reactivity, ego, all of those things. Fear. Really. It's all emotions. Yeah, the emotions of it all. 